0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the Logistics of Logistics, I talk to experts in logistics and transportation, warehousing, fulfillment, supply chain, and of course, technology. And during these interviews, I'm always the one asking the dumb questions. I ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Today's topic is outsourced sales marketing with my friend Ryan Mann ryan is the director of marketing at lean solutions group and over at lean they have a nearshore offshore model that allows their clients to establish remote satellite offices in latin america and philippines and this allows their clients to build mission critical teams in three to five weeks i interviewed ryan in 2021 and at that point Lean Solutions Group was a fast-growing, one of the fastest-growing companies in America, and they did a lot of back-office functions. They were already doing some technology. They were doing some increasingly sophisticated stuff. But since then, Lean Solutions Group has absolutely exploded, not only in size, they have over 9,000 employees now, but also in sophistication. In the past, they did some back office stuff. Now, I, I said on the podcast, they are a strategic partner. They work with over 500 logistics companies in North America. Half the people listening to the podcast are probably already working with Lean, but they've been become that increasingly important partner. They do a lot of operations work. They do customer service. They do sales and marketing, lots of technology programs, and business process outsourcing. It's an absolutely fantastic story, but I think it's also the way we're going to have to compete going forward. So check out my interview with Ryan Mann. But before we get to the interview, I want to tell you about the TMSA conference that's coming up in Savannah, Georgia, June 11th, 12th, and 13th. And TMSA is Transportation, Marketing, and Sales Association. And they're having a conference called Elevate. It's down in Savannah, June 11th, 12th, and 13th. And it's all about learning, networking, getting inspired, having a good time, meeting the very top marketers in our space. And all the people who know how to grow your sales, they are at this conference. So it's a great event if you're trying to grow your sales and who isn't trying to grow their sales. So tmsatoday.org is the website. I will put a link to it in the show notes. I hope to see you down there. I will definitely be down there. So how's it going, Ryan, man? It's going great, Joe. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Ryan, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're calling from today.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for having me on the show today, Joe. appreciate that. It's always great to talk with you and uh, get to just riff on some things, but So Yeah, my name is Ryan Mann. I'm the Director of Marketing for the USA at Lean Solutions Group. We're a nearshore, offshore uh, staff augmentation provider. We have offices in Colombia, Guatemala, the Philippines, and Mexico, and recruitment operations in probably a dozen more countries for
0: technology. Wow, so where are you calling from today?
1: I am in Dallas-Fort Worth, I'm on the cool side of that Metroplex, the Fort Worth side. All right. At least the more Texas side, the more cowboy side. So we're actually going to head down there to the stockyards uh, later tonight with some of my team who's up from Columbia.
0: Excellent. So you, you said what Lean does. With, so I'll tell you, this is my own version of what Lean does because I work with Lean. Not only that you guys are one of my sponsors, but you're also, I work with Lean. This podcast gets edited by Lean. I ask people who are on my podcast, I do three a week. Do you work with lean? And I'm shocked at how many people do. So, and I talked to transportation, logistics, warehousing companies, and I know you guys have a new warehousing concentration. It's and I've been doing technology for a long time, doing marketing and sales for a long time. So I think a lot of people already knew, oh, lean does back office stuff. And I think that when I started working with you guys, it was, yeah, they do some back office stuff. And it almost sounded like an afterthought then. It's not like that anymore. Now it's like a strategic partner. And we were just talking how fast Lean has grown. I know every time those lists come out of the fastest growing companies, you guys are on it. How long have you been with Lean and how many employees did they have when you started?
1: I got hired on back in June 2020. So I'm coming up right on, well, yeah, tomorrow will be uh, June 1st will be three years for me. So when I came on, I think we had about 1,200 employees, and today we're sitting over 9,000.
0: 9,000, and so where are those employees located?
1: All over Latin America. So we have, I think, seven or eight offices now in Colombia, in Barranquilla, Bogota, Bucaramanga, Cartagena, Medellin, and then we also have offices in Guatemala City, in Mexico, and Manila, Philippines. And then like i said we still have recruitment operations so like our technology division you know because in tech in the tech space like they're really comfortable with remote work so we have a lot of developers that actually work in like brazil and peru and all kinds of places that uh, you know to meet the needs of our clients on the tech side
0: last time i talked to someone from lean i asked how many how many of the logistics companies you work with at and so I, I don't remember what the number was, but it was enormous. How many are you working with right yeah. now?
1: I don't have the exact number, but I know it's all like over 500.
0: And, and a lot of those are the top names in the industry. By the way, I had Doug Wagner, CEO of Echo Global, Global Logistics, Echo. and he was on my podcast. And I asked him and I'll ask you at this similar question at the end. I asked him who else I should have on my podcast. And he said, you should have Roberto or Robert Cadena on your podcast. And he goes, I just got back from Colombia, and he said we have 300 people soon to be 600 people down in Colombia with Lean, and I was like 300 and soon to be 600. And his other comment was crazy. He said I kept asking people, well, where are you from?" And he goes, "I expected them to say United States." He goes, "Because some of the people I'm talking to don't have accents." he says they it's i swear you would think they're from kansas and they're down in columbia yeah. and by the way i work with natalie who's gonna edit this podcast and i talk to her every day mm-hmm. via like ryan if you and i work together we'd be talking via phone text or teams or whatever zoom i talk to natalie just like i work if she was in the u.s it doesn't really matter she's in she's one time zone different than me but so are you <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy how, how easy and how the market acceptance. Cause if you were to tell me five years ago that everybody's going to be working with Columbia, you'd be like, well, yeah, some, some people dip their toe in. That makes sense. People aren't dipping their toes in <laughs> they're no, jumping no, in. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. We
1: have, we have customers that have continuously grown with us. You know month after month quarter after quarter just adding people and sometimes you know we have a great case study where they were looking for like 45 people and they ended up taking like 65 just because the talent was that good from all the interviews they just
0: decided well we'll just do the 20 extra ryan i i say this all the time to people that we have even though right now there's a downturn definitely felt the downturn in freight we were talking about before we hit record all of us are feeling a little bit of those effects. We overall all have a shortage of good people. We have a shortage of talent. And that's gonna get worse as the baby boomers continue to retire. I'm one of the younger baby boomers. And uh, you might notice I have a great hair or two, or all of them. No, <laughs> and <no>. <laughs> and <laughs> the generation behind the baby boomers has 400,000 fewer people. Our economy continues to grow even in down, down years. And yeah. we need talent. And Columbia has that talent. Not, and, and what's also nice is some of us might say, oh, great, Columbia's got talent. I don't know anyone in Columbia. Well, if you know the guys in Texas and Florida and all the lean guys, they know the people in Columbia. And yep. it's it's going to be an answer for more and more companies. It's the norm. Yeah. I
1: think if anything... COVID did for our business and, and did for uh, what we're trying to do, our mission to, to bring, you know, great jobs and great opportunities to, uh, people of Latin America, but also to serve the customer base here in the States. I think if COVID did anything for us, it's just that it, it opened up the understanding that we have enough technology today. And if you are savvy enough and can navigate managing a remote workforce, well, then you can have a global workforce there's no such thing as borders today and in from a workforce planning perspective
0: there's no reason to
1: limit yourself to city limits
0: or within a few zip codes yep so why do companies work with lean i mean what you guys have obviously grown like a weed what what are the reasons they say yeah this is why we're doing this
1: yeah so always you know attrition not able to find enough talent or the right talent costs so obviously you know uh that transaction cost on on freight is is always something that people are looking at and trying to uh reduce in the back office, but you know, like we were talking about before, you know we do so much more than that today too, so it's even taking place on the technology side, the marketing side, the sales side, the business process outsourcing outsourcing the b p o side so I think really it's just an all all encompassing solution now. I think the reasons people come to us today are different than they what they were three, four years ago. So I think, I think today we've, you know, I think like what you said is like, we've become a, a more of a strategic partner, right? I think for us today, we're a great like risk mitigation solution. So if you have high turnover in some of your offices and the U S you at least can have a little bit of stability through our services, because, you know, even if you have some people cycle out, our retention rate is like ninety-seven percent month over month. So we're not losing people within your business, you know, every week, right? Right. And even then we've got people that are already in process or already in training, or just waiting on deck to be placed somewhere. So we can really get great talent in to fill those shoes. And that headache becomes becomes our headache. It's not yours anymore. So we're really taking off what I would say like a like a burden almost. Some of the things that businesses Have to do, but that's not what they're made to do, right? They're made to broker freight or, you know, do something else. And so, this function is a function of business that that can be can be outsourced or near short and and really help help grow quickly and you know lower costs at the same time.
0: So I think initially, when you hear somebody say, "Oh, we're putting people down in Colombia," your first thought is, "Oh, that saves you money," and when I first started working with you guys, it seemed like it was, well, they're doing tracking and tracing and these things where they could be behind the scenes. And I wouldn't say those are low risk, but they're lower risk, right? Mm-hmm. And then it continued to grow. Where So you said, hey, there's good technologists down here. We're going to start doing that. We can do sales down here. We're going to start doing that. Marketing. And while the costs are low, I don't I think over time, people are going to say, yeah, the costs are lower, but that's not the reason you go there. You go there because they can be that partner that you can trust with your marketing, with your sales, with your next technology project. Again, I, I heard it with my own ears. Doug Wagner is at Echo Global Logistics. He is one of the great, Echo is one of the great success stories of the last 20 years. Doug came on, I think there were 60, 70 million in sales. They're are 4.5 billion in sales now. That's in 16 years. He knows a thing or two about this business. And he's, <laughs> they've made massive investments in technology over there. I was very impressed with what he had to say about technology. But he wasn't looking at it as the whole answer. He's, they're growing still. Right. They're looking and saying, okay, what can we do with lean that just saves us money? And they're not looking, he's not looking at saying, yeah, you just give them all the easy stuff i guarantee when you have 600 people down there you're not saying we'll just give them the easy stuff this is again a strategic partner
1: yeah yeah exactly and yeah you touched on something that's really important there is like investment in technology isn't the whole the whole thing right there's there's so much technology you can you can buy as much as you want it's like candy right but even now, I think there's even reporting coming, you know, that's come out over the last couple of months. Is like, even in supply chain, supply chain leaders are struggling to find, you know, the expected returns that they had on investments in technology over the last couple of years, because everyone's been buying it. But like you said, it's only, it's only one piece. You've got to have the right people in place, have to have the right processes, and then the right technology. And they all work together because if you don't have the right people, you know, you're you're going to struggle if you don't have the right processes, your people aren't going to be able to succeed and if you don't have the right technology, your processes aren't going to be able to scale, right? So, our investments in technology allow our business to expand geographically without losing the uniformity within everything that we do from recruitment to training to our quality assurance, right? All of those things are are because we're able to. Uh, we've been investing in technology for several years now, uh, building our own tools and and also uh, onboarding new tools like SimTrain, right? So our partner yep, SimTrain, they were on my bringing yes. them on to to yeah to reduce our training times by forty percent, but also increase our our employees like speed to green, so they're more confident and more capable on the job. So I think that and this is probably true in every business or in every position, but it's even true like in in the marketing team, right? You bring somebody on and then let's say they need training, right? They're entry level, they've they've not done the job at all, they need training. So there's a training time period that you have to go through, but then there's a time period or a lag period from when training is done to when they're actually productive. Right. So they're they're still having to build skills because it's the reps, it's not the training, it's the reps that build skills and confidence on the job. And so Simtrain allows us to do that, You know, taking our, our training courses that could take you know, five weeks, trimming those things down to three weeks, right? But they're getting more reps in because it's AI and simulation, simulated role play. So they're actually doing the job, navigating the technology that they're supposed to be using on the job. And so they're building confidence and skills faster that are more concrete because you, you retain what you do, not necessarily what you read. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit. I was talking to you before we hit record. You are going to be down at TMSA, which is Transportation Marketing and Sales Association, which they have their conference June what, 11th, 12th and 13th down in Savannah, Georgia. Well, that's over for you down for me. And so I will see you there. I'm looking forward to it. But TMSA is uh, Transportation Marketing and Sales Association. And so if you are interested in transportation marketing and sales, you should be there. I just had Jennifer, the executive director on my podcast. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And I'll also put a link to that show. I'm really looking forward to it. I've never been to TMSA conference, and I know you guys are facilitating a round table there so what's your goal down there i mean besides winning some new business but
1: so yeah we're excited to go as well it's our first time going to the tmsa or my first time i don't think it's all the people that are going it's first time but it's my first time and so our goal is probably just we we want to network we want to learn our director of lean marketing which is our our marketing division where we staff and and uh have a small agency team that does project-based work and some retainer-based work, but also we staff professional marketers for for companies looking to hire dedicated resources. He'll be there. I'll be there. Our vice president of marketing will be there. But just like everybody else, like we want to learn. Marketing is a uh, ever-evolving sport. The rules are always changing. The equipment's always changing. And so we're 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 there to network. We're there to learn. And I'm excited to host the roundtable discussion because I think it's um, I think it's going to be a great conversation, right? So working through strategy and tactics uh, for growing during you know challenging times. Right. I think everybody everybody in freight, if you're a marketer or a salesperson in freight, you're experiencing the pinch right now. But you know, in some ways, like we we face those challenges as well because our business is so tied to the logistics industry, right? We have five. Over 500 customers in transportation logistics. Right, and so we're we're always trying new things. We're really diving deep this year in our alignment with sales and and working very very collaboratively co- collaboratively with them, so that we can continue to grow. It's harder, it's not as easy as it was before, but it's still doable. You yep. just have to find the right ways to do
0: it. Ryan, one of the things that's a consistent theme on my podcast, cause I feel strongly about this. We're in an industry that has always been very sales driven. So if there was a, if you said, do, do you have marketing? They'd like, um, we got guys and they make phone calls every day, they make a hundred phone calls a day. They make 60 phone calls a day. We get to all the conferences and you're like, "Well, do you have well, yeah, we have a website. That's our marketing. Our marketing is a website. Or we posted mm-hmm. it on LinkedIn. That is marketing." And it is. And I would su- suggest that it's not enough. I think now companies like lean both on the agency side but also in the where you actually placing dedicated resources like with me, we are now expecting that marketing and sales are completely integrated and there's as my friend Blythe would say we're connecting the digital dots it's not just I posted on LinkedIn but there is a more strategic view that allows us to 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 say everything we're doing we hope to tie to an eventual return on that investment now that's not always perfect that's the nature of marketing and sales it's not always perfect there's a lot more losses than wins but The big guys are doing it. The guys who are VC backed, you mentioned a few before you hit record, like Flock Freight, done a great job with this. A lot of companies working with you are spending and spending, investing in marketing and sales with you guys. And they're not doing it one year and saying that didn't work. They're doing it year after year after year. That's why this outsource sales and marketing is working for you guys. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's... um... You know, I I always tell people this is you have to, you can't get good until you get consistent. So marketing is like, you know, there's some best practices, there's things that you need to be doing, right? Just like in every age. So you have to use the channels that are available to you. So social media being one, a website being another. So you really need to, you really need to freshen up on those things and get consistent at using them, right? It's, And then once you're consistent, then you can be like, okay, well now we're going to try this and try that. And then you can start to build on top of different things and build on, you know, add new channels, right? Just find some success in in a few channels and double down, right? You get to make different strategic decisions. But I'll say this is like something that is um, probably overlooked as an important factor for marketing and sales. And especially in like this business, like you said, like, okay, well, there's a lot of companies in in this industry that uh, don't they're not really doing marketing, right? Well, I mean, one of the things that they should start with before they start with social media before they start with a website is really, really working on a strategic marketing outline. So going through identifying what lines of business you know you're best at, <laughs> where the best opportunity is for you and your business to grow. Identifying your uh, target markets, not audience. I'm not talking about audience. You probably, if you've identified where, what three lines of business you want to grow, you probably already identified who your audience is. I'm talking about where your audience is going. Where can you interact with them at? So, is that a trade show? Is that online? Is that a podcast like the logistics of logistics? Right? Yep this is a target market for me because you have listeners that I don't get to normally interact with on a day-to-day basis really combing that out and understanding that your positioning your messaging and where you're going with those those things is uh, of utmost importance and by the way sales team is a great way to position your company (laughs) every phone call that gets answered or every email that gets replied to or Sent is uh, is an opportunity to position your company within the mind of your uh, with your target audience.
0: Yeah, I want to take a quick time out to tell you about my friends over at Port X Logistics. Port X Logistics is an asset based transportation company, and they specialize in drayage and expediting containerized cargo. They provide service to every single port and every single rail ramp in the U.S. and Canada. Their four pillars are culture, service, tech, and trucks. Most straight companies aren't big on tech. These guys are really big on tech. So this four pillars, culture, service, tech, and trucks, it guides every single thing they do. I recently interviewed Brian Kempesty, the founder and CEO over at Portex. Very impressive guy. And he was recently named by Ernst & Young as a finalist for Entrepreneur of the Year These guys really know what they're doing when it comes to dredge and getting that expedited containerized cargo out of the port. Check them out at portxlogistics.com. So, you know, I talk to a lot of companies, founders on the podcast, talk to a lot of executives, but I also get a lot of phone calls. People say, hey, I'm, I'm new or I'm struggling. A lot of people right now are having a difficult time. And what's interesting to me is when you talk to, a lot of times it's very young people. They're in their 20s and they're like, I, I got to this company and I won't, I'm not going to mention names. It's kind of universal. And they'll say, I'm struggling to make this work. What should I say on the phone? What should I do? And and what occurs to me is we have a marketing message. Like "What this is what makes us different and better. This is where the markets we want to compete in. These are the channels we're using. And it occurs to me that these guys on the front line didn't get involved in that they weren't there's this lack of alignment Mm -hmm. and by the way that's not easy and we'll talk a little bit before we go before we end this but i want to talk about this workforce optimization idea that you talked about but and i think this is this is a problem that that this guy who's 25 years old who represents your company doesn't understand exactly what you're trying to accomplish he's not aligned to the message he's not aligned to how to go about doing it but he's doing it. And I'll throw one other thing out there. Every day there's something some new thing that it seems like wants to grab our attention in the marketing world. So podcasts came on the scene. The last my podcast five years old, and somebody called me the one of the OGs of Logistics Podcasts. I was like, Okay, I'll take it, but five years, right? Yeah. A lot of people started podcasts. Now, uh, before we hit record, we are talking about chat gpt and using ai all of a sudden everybody feels like i guess we should be using ai and <laughs> this is one more reason i think you got to get down to tmsa see what your peers are doing see see what's going on uh, again what my goal is every marketer and a lot of the sales experts that i know are going there and i just want to suck up some of this knowledge and say well if you could just if i could walk away with a more Cohesive approach to my own sales and marketing—that's a huge win. And by the way, yeah. I, I should also mention TMSA. Jennifer's on the podcast. They have a very different approach to uh, conferences. They really want these to be lots of roundtables, lots of interaction. This is an organization. TMSA isn't, by the way. Manifest is one of my one of my. I'm a media partner for Manifest. Love them. Love their conference. Uh, they're an event right? That's what they do. This is different. It's an organization. This is a, an organization that you can be part of year round and talk to people like Ryan. And again, this is if you're looking for sales marketing advice, maybe you get some for free, but ideally also you make some relationships that lead to business relationships yeah. and good way to test out the f- future marketing help and the future sales help is going down and see them at TMSA. And again, my hope is just to glean some insights from the industry leaders and they will all be there. Anybody who's really killing it in the space is part of TMSA.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that as well. I mean, I just went to a luncheon a few weeks ago with a bunch of other marketers and different industries through the American Marketing Association where I'm a, a member at as well. And I was having a problem, right? I was, we were trying something new this year. And it's the first time we're doing it. It's a sales and marketing initiative. It's a a complete collaboration. And so I was having an issue. I was like, well, this is working over here, but it's something's broken over here. And I went to this luncheon. Uh, There was a guest speaker. She gave a presentation. She brought up one slide and boom.
0: (laughs) Okay, Done. problem solved. Done. Right. you like, these, these <laughs> you six know, bullet points that, changed that. my life.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm really excited to get to learn from other people and, and again, facilitated discussion about some of these things, because I think we're all facing problems and we want to solve those problems. And sometimes it's just nice to talk to people who are maybe doing something a little bit different than you are, but it could be something that you could implement for yourself.
0: Yep. Yep, and again, the people who are winning at this are going to be like. Well, you guys obviously know a thing. You have a massive marketing organization down there. Uh, You're working with you're working with all these industry leaders, um, and not just industry leaders. You're working with you know smaller companies too. But the fact that you have that experience, most people say, "I work at one company. That is my experience, and there are no experts besides me, (laughs) or maybe maybe my team." Yeah. So getting down and bumping into some of your peers uh and seeing how they're doing it is key so we will see you down there and also i'm excited uh they have a tour of the port of savannah down there and i'm kind of excited i've never been to a port i've driven by them but i'd like to tour yeah the i port. haven't either just i mean we talk about all this stuff i'd like to actually say yes i was at the port
1: <laughs> yeah i you know what i forgot they were doing that so i'm probably gonna go see if i can't uh
0: Sign up. I'm, I'm going to talk to the longshoremen, see if maybe I drive one of those forklifts around a little bit, uh, move some move some containers. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking to work, aren't you, Joe? Just get a few Nine hours. paid just while I'm down there. Yep. So before we hit record, we were talking about this idea, and you were calling it workforce optimization. Which I, I know what you mean. It's just such a clunky title, so we didn't use it. But <laughs> so I was asking what Lean does, and you were saying we do workforce optimization so expand on that idea for me
1: yeah so workforce optimization is uh, essentially the strategic alignment of people processes and technology i think i mentioned earlier you really need all three you need to be focusing on all three working together and the output of that if you do that well is you maximize your efficiency you maximize customer experience and you get to minimize costs at the same time. So you're increasing value for your customers, but also lowering costs. So you're getting this nice, this nice paradigm where um, you get to experience the benefits of, of a little bit of extra room, but also uh, more, uh, more and happy customers.
0: Yep. So I know when we talk about people process technology now, I know you guys have technology down there because you're developing your own and you have I know you're developing technology for other companies, but you're also developing it for your in-house team process. I kind of look at that. You you have best practices. You guys have your own internal expertise and and as you know, your own marketing team, but also the marketing you're doing for other people. What, What is interesting to me about all this is you have the ability to recruit seemingly better than we can in the u.s but also labor in Colombia and some of these other countries is lower than it is here so we're going to get so one of the one of the goals is to minimize cost (laughs) and yeah right i think when the market changes we were saying everybody right now says well when the fourth quarter when the market changes and you said something before we hit record and i agree with you when the market changes in the it's not like it's going back to, yeah, we'll all be booming again. We have made, a, in the industry, enormous investments in technology. A lot of people are using companies like yours to outsource some functions. Some This is leaner and meaner than it ever has been. So come fourth quarter or first quarter when things supposedly are uh, great again, it's it's going to be a new normal, I think. I don't think it's going to be we're we're going to get top dollar for our freight. Am I right to say that? Yeah, I think, you know, like what I
1: was saying is I don't in the short term I just don't think it's going to be like 2020 or 2021. I think, you know, you're we're going to we're we're going to see like, you know, growth like this industry is cyclical. Every everybody knows that. My dad, he's, you know, a finance guy in in the transportation space and he's, you know, pretty much he's like it's every 8 years. It's every 8 years you're going to have, you know, the cycle. So I think companies just need to be thinking a little bit more strategically, and that's why we look at all three of those pillars, right, for people, processes, and technology. You've got to, growth at all costs is, or throwing money at different places just for, you know, because it's what's always been done or what everyone else is doing isn't really the best way to go about it anymore i think the companies that are going to be positioned for growth in the next 5 years are making investments in all three of these areas they're digitizing processes they're removing data silos they're they're leveraging new technology even you know technology that's doing automation not to automate the job but to make the process better to make the person able to succeed and and be faster Right. So it's, you know, even us, even our own investments. Right. We're looking at workforce optimization, not just from a whole business standpoint, but even looking at individual performance. Right. So what tools can we give our people to make them the most efficient and productive that they can be? So leveraging different AI tools that are helping them in their own you know day to day functions, not just their actual job role, but just like, how does their job get better? With technology and how do they reap the
0: reward of that that productivity yep it seems that uh, i i heard i saw somebody on on online the other day say soon we're going to have a billion dollar company with three employees that is and, and and what they were kind of alluding to is through through ai through outsourcing partnerships all this and so the world is changing really rapidly and i think we looked at this world especially in freight brokerage or 3pl not so long ago, you'd say, well, I've got 100 guys and I expect each one of them to make this many phone calls and this is how much money they're going to make. I think we're looking at the world very different now. I think we're looking and saying, okay, we're going to use technology for a lot of this and we're going we're gonna to have a marketing group where we've typically not had it. So a lot of functions are going to be automated and we're going to have a marketing group. And I think also, I will say this, we want our sales and our marketing integrated. And that has always been kind of like Usually, sales marketing was run by somebody from sales who didn't really have a sense for what marketing was. So it was like, well, we got a website and uh, we post on LinkedIn. I guess uh, that's marketing, right? We're we're killing it. And then and then at some point they go, we don't get anything back from marketing. We didn't put anything in. And the nature of sales and marketing is it's a business that you don't get to control the the results necessarily (laughs) so you can say i made all those phone calls or i created wrote all those articles or did all those webinars and created did some seo but i can't guarantee anything (laughs) that's just the nature of it
1: yeah you can't guarantee it but you can you can get kind of close if you're doing the right things with the right in the right places
0: Right. See, this is why, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm sold myself, but this is why you need an outside agency like lean because, and again, I think what I'll end up doing is I'll have people like Natalie who will work with me day to day. So that's one division of yours, but I think I'll also use your agency because, and, and have them work together. And the reason I think that makes so much sense is because you have experience across the whole industry. I don't, I don't know what works in mm-hmm. marketing across this industry today, because I'm not working with 500 logistics companies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a brand new world, peeps. We're, uh, we're going to, as we come out of this downturn, well, I've, I've said it many times on the podcast already, the big guys, maybe uh, the venture capital-backed companies, those unicorns that we all hear about, the C.H. Robinson, the World TQLs, the World Maersk, <laughs> Kuninagel, these companies are spending during the downturn they, they are marketing during the downturn. When they come out of the downturn, they're going to hit the ground running. And I know a lot of people are saying, yeah, that's, they cut fat. They still have plenty of of money left over, but somehow, some way we all have to, we all have to have that same mentality is we're not going out of business because it's slowed down. We're still going to invest in the stuff that makes us better on the other side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, you know every marketer understands this at least a little bit is uh you, your budget gets gets cut or you uh you have to slash some programs that you're doing some initiatives that you're running you know in a downturn and then the uh you come out of the downturn and and everybody's asking where's all where's, the demand <laughs> right what have you been doing <laughs> you should have started building it 7 months ago so Right. Yeah, stop.
0: yeah, very, tr- very true. And again, it, the, the one thing that I've always said about the, the the difference between sales and marketing today, if you need it absolutely positively, your life depended on it, I got to get a sale today. Pick up the phone. You got to start calling people. So, so that's an immediate, I didn't have to plan for it. it today I woke up, Joe, Ryan, I want you each to make a hundred phone calls, get us, get us some business. But if I want to keep that business running over time, that isn't a real sustainable approach i got I, I can supplement that with branding and messaging and marketing that that people go yeah i know those guys i'm reaching out to those guys cuz they're uh, they're the best <laughs> and and again that's different for our space
1: yeah and i really believe this too i th- i think um
0: i think that there's some
1: expectations about what marketing is or what marketing should do in a b2b environment and you know i think in b2b people they don't think about it but i'm not I'm not selling a pair of shoes, right? The, I'm not serving an ad that somebody can click on a pair of shoes and buy that pair of shoes for $60 and it be shipped to their house in you know, two days. I'm, I'm, my ask is much bigger, right? It, most of the time in B2B your ask is much bigger. And so it takes more time. And so it really actually does require a sales touch. You're not gonna see a lot of self-serve. Like we, even now, like one, so one of our clients, and somebody that I've worked with for a long time is uh, Cassandra Gaines and Carrier Sure, She's gonna be so on the podcast finally
0: up... next week. You're the one who set, set yeah. that up for me. Thank you. I've wanted <laughs> no, Cassandra on that. the podcast. I've wanted her on the podcast for years. I talked to her many years. She's a busy woman she's, uh, and and anyone who's followers, oh, so you yeah, she's growing a lot. Yeah, they're doing good <laughs> stuff. I look forward to talking to her. But anyway, continue on with your work you're doing. With Cassandra.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we even, we set up some of the self-serve capability right you don't even need to talk to anybody at carrier sure to open a carrier sure account put in your credit card and you know start using the data right but what she's found is that uh, the people in this industry man they do not want to self-serve they want to talk to a salesperson so it's really interesting that um, even still and and i think that's probably where like For us, B2B is a little bit different, but I understand that my role is to make my sales team's uh, job easier. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, how do I do that? I do that in a number of different ways, you know, whether that's uh, preparing data, preparing market intelligence, sales intelligence, whether that's connecting the dots, building better lists for them, refining the ICP, refining the buyer persona, crafting messaging that's targeted to them mapping out what products fit with this type of company with this profile right so it's not all social media and websites it's it's the information it's data it's decision making it's it's um you
0: know crafting or from the bottom up right it's it's building it i i've had marketers on the podcast in recent months in recent years i've done a lot sales and marketing people and one of the things i will say is the level of sophistication has grown in a, in such a way that if you don't already have a lot of marketing expertise within your organization you're going to struggle to even know what to get because it's not right. it's well beyond a website it's well beyond social media and by the way what's also happening is this constant change i did some youtube videos oh like so for this interview we'll create some youtube videos i did some the other day for green screens, and I talked to Celine, and she said, hey, this is great. Thank you. Yeah, But, you know, what about Instagram? We, we seem to have better. I was like, oh, okay. So now we're creating Instagram. You know, those are shorter videos, a little different format. And they're not interested in TikTok, but a lot of people are now on TikTok. All these things just seem to happen, like boom, boom. But if you weren't... On top of all these things, if you don't have the right viewpoint on these things, boy, it feels like you're going to really miss.
1: <laughs> yeah. You have to have a mindset that you're willing to try something and uh, stick with it long enough to actually understand whether or not there's opportunity there. So you you have to go into marketing expecting some failure. Yes. Because you should. You should be failing some. Because if you're not, then you're not trying anything at all. And you're definitely not getting better. Yep.
0: Speaking of which, I want to switch gears again here. And so I know you guys are working with like, would you say, over 500 logistics companies, and most of the most of the top companies that you recognize, they already have people at Lean. What kind of stuff are you guys doing for them?
1: All kinds of things. So I mean, like you said, we have a lot of concentration in the back office, where you know, regarding transportation logistics. But even then, some of our some of our bigger customers are doing like all kinds of positions. So If you're looking at it, they could have project managers, they can have accounting, invoicing. They have obviously the track and trace, logistics coordinators, carrier sales reps. They even have uh, like technology, so developers, they might have data scientists, data analysts, business intelligence people, data administrators and engineers. Are they doing BDR? Some of them are doing BDR, yeah. So we do have some that are doing BDR. Like appointment setters. Appointment setters, yeah. So you have to have, you really need to have like an existing team and have a really strong uh, sales process for all of that to work together. But so doing BDR, carrier sales rep, recruitment, so driver recruitment, or you know just the standard kind of recruitment for building up your team in the U.S. Uh, so, which by the way, that's why we're able to do what we do is because our re- our business is recruitment. It's, logistics, and then I have to do recruitment on top of that, but it's, it's recruitment. So that's why we're able to do that at the scale that we do that. And then of course, like some are doing like customer support dispatch, you know, if we have customer, we have some customers like large manufacturing customers that have their own fleets of vehicles. And so we're doing dispatch, we have warehouse and distribution for some of those. So if the 3PL has uh, some warehousing capability, we have, we have people doing that function for them as well.
0: Yeah. And by the way, since we started off with sales marketing, I want to mention this. I was talking to another podcaster the other day and I said something about, oh, I got to, we're trying to grow our YouTube channel and again, Lean's helping me with that and will help me more in the future. And the reason it's not where it should be is because I haven't invested enough with Lean yet, but I'm kind of blown away by some of the channels you guys have created with some of your customers on YouTube. So I want to say, is what, one is it? Is it Freight? 360? Freight Yeah, Freight 360. They've done a, a really great job growing
1: that channel. and T- They have out like real...
0: tens of thousands of subscribers there.
1: Just like boom. I think they're now, I think they're at about like 12,000 subscribers. So.
0: <laughs> well, and again, I, I think this is one of those things that came out of nowhere. If you were to tell somebody a few years ago that, yeah, YouTube is for business and that you're going to actually see some value in that who's going to create those YouTube videos for you? <laughs> who's good. And, and by the way, I can tell you this, it's not just, I, I have some video and I put it on there. There has, you have to follow, you You have to do the there SEO is, and the thumbnail optimization. Yes. Yeah. And, People know
1: SEO for Google, but they forget Google owns YouTube. So there's SEO
0: for YouTube. Yeah. So it's, again, this is why I feel like you guys are like, strategic partner for, for logistics companies. But I also feel like, you you understand the best practices because you're doing it for the, for somebody else down the hall. <laughs> it's not like when somebody says, Hey, do you understand how to do track and trace? You're like, you know, we got like 800 guys doing it. <laughs> like we, we know a thing or two about it. <laughs> you know how to do marketing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. There's uh 80 guys over here. So, so I love that about you guys. Anyway, let's, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. I like to interview smart, interesting people like you, Ryan, who are killing it in the space. Who else should I interview on my podcast?
1: Yeah. So, one is I I don't know him personally, but I've been following him for probably about the last year and a half. Uh, Orlando, I think Orlando Bieza. Yep. At Flock Freight. He's the CMO and CRO, and they've just done some really great stuff. I mean, it's been super fun to watch. They're like doing the antithesis of what everyone else in freight, uh, freight marketing is doing. So they're, they're making, I would love really, to interview really him. Interesting. All right. So I'll reach yeah, out to so Orlando. They, they've done a great job. And then one of our customers, BMAC Logistics, the director of talent and acquisition, Chuck, he would be a great, he would be a great interview. He's really, really passionate. And I love what they're doing, bringing, bringing their company culture into their offices in Columbia. I mean, they are really placing that as a high priority for their operation down there.
0: You know, it's an interesting thing when we became remote and I don't think we're going back, I know there's going to be, you know, a, a hybrid model, but how do you keep the culture? And you guys have to worry about that because you're a company with most, most of the employees down in Colombia. a lot of the leadership is still here in the U S although you have a lot of leaders down there too. And you have people all over the world. How do you keep the lean culture? And you, and again, that is one of the strengths. One of the reasons you guys grew yeah. like a weed is because you had this great culture, and as you grow, you got to keep it. <laughs> you don't want to let it get get yeah. away from you.
1: I think that, well, at least in my experience, I know we have like so. I mean, I work with you know Alfonso Quijano and Robert, and so they're really great culture makers. That's the first thing is that they place. They both been on the pod in the front of their mind. Yeah, and in, in the front of their mind is always culture, right? So, what are they doing to? make this a, a great place to work, which, I mean, we have that award now, right? We, we're a great place to work. And so we've won all kinds of awards for our culture uh, because it's been probably next to growing the business, you know, revenue, that's that's up there at, at the same the same uh, level of priority. So I think that's part of it. But the in my experience, it's that when you come and work at a company like Lean, they trust you to do the job right and so they're not in your way they are they're loyal they're and they give you they give you the room to do things that you think you need to do to make the business work and to make what your job and uh more successful and so i think they really empower employees and they really bring people on you know, people say they have values in the mission and a vision statement, but they don't really allow their employees uh, to contribute to that mission or that vision. And I think
0: they do that really well here. So, you know, what's an interesting thing. And again, this is the future, guys. This is how we're going to work is we're going to have partners like Lean and they're going to have a great culture. But as companies like Echo, which has grown like a weed and last 15, 20 years, they have 600 people down there. They want those people to have a taste of the echo culture, but it is going to be a little different because it's in Colombia and it's within lean. So it's, it, it really have to be um, mindful of it. But if lean didn't have a good culture, it's going to be really difficult to say, yeah, yeah, we're going to have a really great culture with our team down in Colombia if lean didn't already have one. And um, again, we've, we see it. They, I talked to somebody, a young person the other day, and I said, what are you looking for in a company? Because she's getting out of school. And she said, want well, to go somewhere with a great culture. And I was thinking, God, things have changed. Because when I got out of school, I was like, I just want to get paid, man. I, I, you can yell at me all mm-hmm. day. <laughs> you can fire me twice a week as long as you hire me back. And, but this younger generation wants that. And uh, we're going to adjust to it. Again, because the best companies out there have it. So, have to figure that out yeah anyway so what i'll do ryan is i'll put a link to your linkedin profile i'll put also a link to uh, lean and any other links you and your marketing team give me and um other than tmsa what other conferences will lean be at so we'll be in cleveland after the
1: tmsa we'll be up there at freight waves uh so we're looking forward is that to the future of anything. freight
0: festival uh-huh yes it is all right god I I, I I would like to get down to that but i i'm that's hard they're both in June. We got uh, t m s a yeah it's, and then uh, that's it's a busy
1: it's a busy June for me. I'm traveling all over the place in June, so <laughs>
0: but it's gonna be a great time. yep. so what are the conferences you guys get? I know you're at t i a. you get to all the main conferences. If you want to see lean, you'll see lean.
1: <laughs> you'll see us. You'll see us at all the major ones throughout the rest of the year. That's for sure. And then, of course, we're you know we're doing a couple of new conferences, so we're doing like this c i o conference coming up here in in a few days, actually, which will be kind of interesting. So we're kind of expanding and trying a few new things for a couple different new audiences. So
0: that's kind of where we're focused. So you guys have a conference every year too. Are you having that this coming year? We are.
1: Yes, we are having our mastermind event, which is basically an opportunity for customers and prospects to get together and network and have a, a weekend where we're learning, we're sharing, we're we're bringing in speakers and things like that to do some workshops and, but also have a lot of fun. So it's a, it's always a good When time. is it? So it'll be in February again, I believe. So we haven't uh, nailed down exact dates yet, but we are working on that. So we'll have that probably Vegas? ready to go in the next couple of weeks. Not this year. Vegas has a Super Bowl, so
0: it's going to be impossible. To yes, 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 yes. So we, and we always do
1: it on the Super Bowl weekend, so
0: <laughs> that might be a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, distressed. it could be a little hard, yeah. Well, I like that you, it's a mastermind, meaning we're going to sit down and actually work through problems. And I know you're having fun there because I've seen – I have not attended yet, but I would like to attend. got to go. you got to go this I, time. Yeah, I would like that. Man, it's hard to get to all these conferences. You're like a week after – I was talking to Nick Strober, and he, I said, yeah the week after manifest we i was that i was after manifest i went saw my kids out in portland and i was talking to nick and he goes i'm getting he's one of this your head of sales one of the head of sales and he said oh i'm heading over to, to the conference i was like uh oh, i should be going there but man i haven't been home in three weeks <laughs> like i gotta go home <laughs> <laughs> yeah Anyway, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I love what you guys are doing. And again, I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile. I'll I'll also put a link to the Sim Train podcast I did. And I did have a video clip of uh, Doug Wagner talking about his relationship with Lean and how much he enjoyed his trip down to Columbia. I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. So people, you don't just have to listen to me and Ryan talk up lean. You can hear somebody who's an actual customer. Well, I'm an actual customer, so, but uh, a customer with 300, soon to be 600 employees down at lean. So thank you so much, Ryan. That sounds like a play. Thank you, Joe, for having me on. I appreciate the time. Yep. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward.